I stand in the kitchen and stare at the moon with a PB and J in my mouth. You butter the bread and gaze with me too. You will wait for the sun to come out, and I have no doubt in the morning the flowers will sprout. Hello. Hi there. Welcome back to the Celestial Sisters podcast. We're back for another day. Episode 16. 16? Gosh. That's quite a lot of episodes. Gosh, that is a lot. I feel proud though. It's a quite Me proud too. feeling. And I'm, I'm proud because you guys seem to enjoy them as well. So And you're sticking around with you us. You are, which That's I was really nice. so nervous that people would like the first few episodes and then not stick with us. Mm. And But they have. And every new like episode or bunch of episodes we do... I feel like gets better. And I like, think yeah. so. We get m- more comfortable and more assured and we like yes. pick up on what we need to do and yes. not do. And that is great for and us. And you guys give us feedback as well, which we try to include. So if you have any feedback for us, please let us know. Yes. <laughs> so as you will have seen in the title of this episode, this week we are talking about the Sabbaths. Yes. So if you don't know what the Sabbaths are, um, they are pretty intrinsical to pagan culture i guess yeah pagan wicca witchcraft they originate from celtic paganism that is where they originally lie um and it is eight celebrations that span across the year um that are celebrated by pretty much anyone who falls under the spiritual pagan hippie section yes you don't have to identify anything particularly to celebrate them because they are sort of centralized in nature and the patterns and seasons of nature so it's not anything that you need to believe in a particular deity for or anything no it's just if you feel like they resonate with you and you want to celebrate them then that's great yes i do hear a lot of people calling them the Wiccan Sabbaths or yes. the Wiccan Wheel of the Year, but which I don't are, no. particularly like because they didn't originate from Wicca and no. it is definitely not only Wiccans who celebrate them, it is just Absolutely not. a staple thing in Wicca, yeah. but they are not Wiccan. Yeah, I've got to completely agree with what Holly said. It is They were there a million years before Wicca was even thought of because yes. um, back they when paganism predated Christianity, um, ancient pagans used to celebrate these festivals in or their in their origins yeah. yeah they they weren't necessarily called what we will call them to, to these days and have the exact things that we will call them but they were where these celebrations originated so how we formed them today has obviously changed and manipulated with time but that is of essence where they started so they're really cool um i personally have been celebrating them for quite a long time now at least three years or four years i'm pretty sure and so i've done a good few fair rounds of these sabbats and they're a great way to get into witchcraft and spirituality if you want somewhere to start yeah definitely it's a bit of structure it is and structure is great it really it really gives you something to follow and to work towards with the year it centers you in the seasons and makes you more um conscious of nature and conscious of you know the natural changes around you so that's really good in many ways so a bit more specific info the there are eight sabbats and all in all they're called the wheel of the year yeah so as the year goes around in a circle the the eight sabbats are on the wheel of the year in different points and that's what we call them as a whole yes. 
So they, the names of the eight Sabbaths, it starts at the Sabbath Samhain, which is on the 31st of October. That's the first Sabbath. So we have Samhain, Yule, Imbolc, Astara, Beltane, Litha, Lamas, Lamas Mabon, and that's, and it. that's it yeah yeah we're around eight. To eight again yep and so they come about i think there's about a month and a half between each but they yeah they roughly. vary but there's roughly a month and a half between each of them because that fits into our 12 months of the year but yeah we will in this episode we will get more into talking about these specific sabbats um this is the first of another two-parter yes just to recap they're quite info heavy so we thought we would split them in two so we're doing four now and four in another episode in this episode we will be discussing Samhain because it is the next coming sabbat then we will be talking about yule in bulk and Yule in Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> had a mini mind blank there. And then after that, we'll do Beltane, Litha, Lamas, Lamas and Mabon. Yeah, yeah. So we just thought it would be better to split up so you guys can learn more about the Sabbaths themselves in detail, rather than like feeling like we're squishing them all into one. So it, it felt better to do it that way. So yeah, we hope you enjoy this episode. So just another little note, when we're talking about the dates of the Sabbaths, we're talking about them within the Northern Hemisphere. So if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, then the dates of them will be reversed because... They're flipped and opposite. Yes, because just as the two hemispheres have opposite seasons, the Sabbaths are really based around the seasons and the changing of the seasons. And so when it is Beltane for us, it is Samhain in the Southern Hemisphere. So if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, then please just take that just into apply, account. Just apply the correct dates. They're basically completely flipped. So if you actually draw out the Wheel of the Year, because there are a big circle of it, you can look up the Wheel of the Year. You can just look at the one on the opposite side, and that will be the, the one that's being celebrated in the other hemisphere. Yes, because mostly you'll find diagrams yes. based around the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. So it's really important to talk about that because you can't just follow the northern hemisphere ones in the southern hemisphere and vice versa because these sabbats are so important because they're based around the patterns of nature so you couldn't be celebrating i.e in bulk the beginning of spring in um what's the opposite to in bulk mabon, uh, mabon yeah. yeah you couldn't be celebrating the beginning of spring and be having mabon because they're, <laughs> they're they're um incompatible a little bit different in that sense yeah. yes so we just wanted to make a note of that before we got really into it so that we didn't you know confuse anyone so just consider that if you are not in the northern hemisphere so before we get into each of the individual sabbats we just wanted to mention that we are working chronologically throughout the year so we're going to start with sarwin because it is the first sabbat of the pagan year if that makes sense and we're just going to be working through them as they would be in real time um another thing to add is we're starting with Sawan because of when this episode should come out because our next sabbat right now the one coming up will be Sawan, and so hopefully you guys will be hearing this uh, a few weeks before Sawan, so it'll help you prepare and then it will follow on from then um like we said we're only doing four in this episode um and before we start about Sawan, we just wanted to mention that there are greater and is greater and minor greater and lesser greater and lesser so sabbats. four of the sabbats are greater which mark the kind of bigger events in the year and then four of the sabbats are lesser sabbats so Samhain, Imbolc, Beltane and Lamas or Lunasa depending on however you yes. want to say it 
are the greater sabbats and then Yula, Star, Alitha and Mabon are the lesser sabbats. That doesn't mean that they are particularly no. less significant. They're all just as important. Yeah, it's just... but that's just what they're traditionally called. It's just the categorization, Pretty much. I guess. And you can choose to ignore that if you want. You don't have to make it relevant. Also, if you want to line them up with our Western chronological year, in bulk would be the first one and yes. then Yule would be the last one and yes. then follow on from there. So I think we should just get into Sarwen. Let's go. Samhain. Samhain falls on the 31st of October. It is always on that day. And you might know that as yes. Halloween. It's important to note that a lot of the Sabbaths have changing days. So they change due to the actual, like, equinox and that kind of thing. So yes, so they're not the same every fall, year. But a lot of the Sabbaths do have a set day once a year. And Samhain is one of those. So it aligns with Halloween, like Holly said. So... You have probably known it all your life as Halloween if you haven't celebrated pagan things before. Um, Halloween was what the Christians appropriated Sarwan to be. Um, they sort of made it the, the the festival we know it to this day, more like a kid's holiday. <laughs> yes. But I still love Halloween. I love both Halloween and oh, Sarwan same. separately almost, if that makes sense. There are a lot of festivals all over the world that correspond with this date. So the Day of the Dead. Yeah, for example, Dia de los Muertos. Yep. That is, falls, is it the same day yeah, or very it's similar? it's 31st over till the 1st of right, November. Right, yeah. So it is the exact same day. Yeah. And you'll find with all of these celebrations all around the world, the main theme within all of them is death and the veil between the physical world and the spirit world, which is the sort of key thought within Sarwan itself. Yeah, that's a, the very, very prominent thing that you're going to want to take from this is what you associate with Halloween and the dead and kind of spooky things, but not not just like no. the novelty trivia spooky no. things, but it's about communicating with your ancestors, honouring your ancestors and honouring the dead. I also find it a lot about communicating with your own shadow self as well is another really important part of it, in my opinion, as like modern day witchcraft evolves, is not only communicating with those who came before you, but communicating with the shadow parts of yourself. So I think at one point we should do like a shadow work episode. Yeah, I think definitely. that would be quite important. So important. But shadow self just refers to the darker sides of you, the bits that you don't necessarily like to put out into the light, the bits that you don't necessarily necessarily acknowledge or value in yourself but you have to be able to recognize those and see those and work on those parts of you to be able to become your best light self if that makes sense definitely we, we wouldn't be human theme. we wouldn't be human if we didn't have this balance between light and no dark. everyone has some sort of trauma and pain that has been internalized in yes. them and that's very normal so some other meanings that you can sort of um draw along with sarwin is the coming of darker months so as much as it is about celebrating the dead and the shadows of things it's also about celebrating the incoming darkness and you know respecting that because as as pagans and fans of the earth you know we put so much i don't know like efforts and and love towards the lighter months and the coming of of light in spring and summer that sometimes we forget to recognize the darker times of the year that's very true and just as the entire thing is a cycle honoring and rec recognizing all of it is really really important 100 mm, percent. so um uh, other things we have to talk about is someone about like why do we celebrate this holiday so yes um so this truly is about honoring our ancestors and that is very important because we in our modern world we tend to have lost a lot of connection yes. with life after death and our ancestors because it's not really seen as a common thing to no. 
honor them and a lot of people just believe that once you're dead you're dead yeah Um, and even if you know even if you do believe you you don't believe in ghosts or you don't you believe you know once you're dead that's that's final um you know you've still had ancestors and they they they've their genes are still in you if that makes sense so like you you are in a sense part of them so it even if you don't believe in like more of the paranormal or spiritual sides of it it can still be a time of celebrating who came before you and who made you you to this day yeah the reason you are alive and born and and who you are journey yes the journey to how you have everything you have is pretty important yeah and what's intrinsically inside you i think Sarwan, people often say Sarwan is the most important Sabbath. I don't think any of them should be put over the other, but I get why it's put on such a pedestal because it is like the Sabbath for yeah, the, it, is, for, it is the Sabbath yeah, and it's a very witchy witchy Sabbath. It is. It's like you know the witches. Yes, it's the witches' I, night. I don't even need to explain that. No, you know? of course that that just that comes with the with the vibes with the vibes the, the holiday the sourdough. Halloween, Octobery yes. vibes. Yeah, so I think that's why it's so important to a lot of witchy people and a lot of pagany people. But it's not only important to them because of the whole witchy vibes, but it's important because of the deep ancestral meaning and the deep natural meaning as well, which I think is two of the most important concepts in spirituality is, you know, who you are and what came before you and the earth and how the earth supports us and the earth cycles. So every sabbath is acknowledging that but this one is particularly of that so um typical celebrations and activities we've got to talk about so there are a lot of activities that could be associated with halloween that are also very beneficial to sour so for example carving pumpkins is just as prominent and meaningful for a sour celebration as it is for a halloween celebration um to be honest i can't really remember why i think it's warding i think it's to do with warding off Mm. negative spirits yes i did hear a um a story so there's um if anyone's heard of the fat feminist witch podcast love her. she is awesome go check her out she did an episode on pumpkin spice meanings um and other things like that and it was a lot of things around pumpkins and Samhain. Yeah. And she did tell an origin story, but it was our origin story of the jack-o'-lantern. Oh. So I'm not sure if it would be the same thing. No. But it was about a dude called Jack, and yeah. I got a bit lost, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Another re- activity that you're going to be recommended a lot is to leave some food out for your ancestors. So a silent meal, people mm-hmm. often call it, is you cook food yourself and you put the love and intention to it of giving it to your ancestors and honoring it and then you leave it out nicely laid out on a table maybe with some candles and you invite your ancestors to come and eat it yes and i think that's pretty beautiful it is pretty beautiful i i i think um we we make offerings all year round but it's it's like a particularly central and big offering that you can do um another thing another typical celebration you could do i talked about this before maybe not but making a sarwan altar so making it it can be small or it can be really big but if you want to make a big ordeal of an altar sarwan is your time to do so <laughs> like definitely you can make the coolest sarwan altars i love just putting in sarwan altar into pinterest and just there going so off many into dream yeah. sarwan altar land just a little list of what you could put on your altar um 
pumpkins, yes. skulls, yes. leaves. Any bones you find. Nice. You could do um, nature at that kind of the year that you find like stuff like rose hips and apples is a great one because apples are not only associated with Sarwin but also Halloween like toffee apples. Yeah, toffee I've apples. I've never actually tried sure. a toffee apple. I, don't I had think. one once. It was bad. It was bad? I think oh. it was from M&S though. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was from the co-op and it was pretty rubbish but oh. it's, it's alright. Those There's are both those are both supermarkets in the UK. Oh yeah, you sorry. Know what we're about. <laughs> <laughs> um, other things you can include on a salmon also would be you could even put those sweets on them. You know, you can, the yeah. creepy sweets you get at Halloween. Yeah. You could totally put them on there. Because sweets are so important at Halloween. Definitely, Therefore, like <laughs> they, it can carry over. It can translate. Um, any crystals associated with Halloween and honoring your ancestors? And I think the most important thing for ASR1 Ulta is candles because candles are so connected, not only in witchcraft and in paganism, but in literally most cultures, candles and lighting a candle is connected with getting in touch with ancestors and people before you and honoring those who've died. Literally in 100%. any culture that I can think of, they use candles when someone has died. So if you think about going into a church yeah. and they often have um candles that you can light like pay a donation like for yeah. a loved one or somebody who is ill or somebody who has died that's very very common and they're also a very good way of communication and mm-hmm. divination you can use candles a lot yeah. so you can communicate with your ancestors actually through the candles yes but they're just so important and I they completely fit the vibes as 100%. well. Oh yeah. So, um, you can't have sound no. without candles. And another thing that people often talk about in altars is they, they do need to be practically useful. Like I think that's the most important thing at the end of the day is everything you put on there means something to you. But there's no harm in trying to make your altar look aesthetically pleasing as well. Like I have talked about in other episodes how I don't like how witchcraft has become an aesthetic, which does really annoy me but i think i've talked enough about that before (laughs) but uh, then again there is absolutely no harm in making your altar look like something that you like looking at and you feel proud of because i think that can charge the intention even more so i don't think it's vain to appreciate how it looks because if you make something and you really love looking at it and you really love having it in the heart of your home then it just makes it even more powerful so that's very very true and you'll be drawn to be there a lot more yes, and to 100%. work there and if you're looking at something that you don't really like looking at then no. you're not going to be drawn to work there no you're not and i don't think most elements of witchcraft need any level of asceticism ever but if one element of witchcraft is going to be aesthetic, then I think it should be an altar of the sorts because it should be something that you love and appreciate looking at. So, yeah. I like it. So, just a quick list of correspondences with Samhain, including colours, foods and objects and decorations and things. You probably... This is also probably a bit self-explanatory. Yes. So, colours, you've got orange, black, probably gold gold i think silver and gray for the yeah. veil because as we mentioned sarwin is the thinning of the veil between the physical world and the spirit world and white for the spirit world yes. probably also purple i think Ooh, yeah that sounds like right any deeper or darker colors are often associated with sarwin though as usual if you have something that you associate with any of these sabbats and it feels right then 100 percent use it yeah. don't feel stopped by any rules or what we or other people tell you to do if it feels right to you and it's casting the right intention then then that's all that matters yeah that is all that matters yeah. to you we're only giving you ideas very true uh, with foods, we've got pumpkins, Obviously. of course. You can Anything cook with grainy. a lot of things with pumpkins. Yeah. Just seasonal fruits and vegetables, whatever's like in the shops like recently and you feel like it's not an all year round thing, but it's been 
produced and it's like yes. common now that is great then decorations halloween decorations Literally, i, I buy same. halloween decorations to use in my room all year round <laughs> halloween <laughs> decorations aren't just for halloween and sarwen they are for all year round but yes obviously it's great that there is halloween as a capitalist institution because then people sell <laughs> halloween decorations therefore you can it have easy sarwen decorations literally this comes under a lot of sarwen things it's just a lot of halloween things they're quite the same it's easy to find yes. well it is because at the end of the day uh christians appropriated halloween from yes. sarwen um you'll actually find that quite a lot most holidays the, yeah, yeah most sub through the will of the year and especially with uh yule and astara yeah definitely yule and astara and sarwen i think are the biggest the ones main ones for... that have been taken yes i'm pretty sure they're yeah. the biggest but yeah so the kind of rule is with Sarwen, if it goes with Halloween, then there's a good chance it could go with Sarwen. <laughs> Literally. That, that's the easiest way to explain but the, it. But the, the thing you've got to do is make it more consciously about Sarwen rather than yes, just about... ancestors and, and yeah. honouring the dead rather than just spooky things. Capitalism. Capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Our favourite topic. So I think that just about sums up Sarwen. So the next Sabbath is Yule. Woohoo! So Yule is the winter solstice, but in modern day culture, you probably know it as Christmas. Yes, but it is not Christmas and it no. does not celebrate any of the same things. No. And it's actually on a slightly different day. Yes. But um, it has been sort of taken over by Christmas. 100%, yeah. And the date of Christmas was actually based on the date of Yule. Yeah. And it wasn't to do with, with the actual Jesus. timing of Jesus. Because wasn't being Jesus born, born in March? Uh, I thought it read was that I thought it was February, but uh, well, something yeah. like that. <laughs> anyway, so Yule is on December twenty first this year, and it actually changes a little bit. I think bit. it's from the nineteenth to the twenty third. That is sounds right. Um, yeah. Section. <laughs> yes. So, as we said, Yule is the winter solstice, which means it is the darkest and shortest day of the year. So there is considerably much more night than there is yes, day. Yes. So the least. Uh, amount of sunlight hours in yes. that day um and that is basically what yule celebrates yes yule celebrates the darkness but also because it is the darkest day it signifies from that point onward there will be more, light, more light coming, is coming back that's the big sort of message of the sabbats is you know this is midwinter this is the deepest darkest day of winter and from now onward we'll get more and more light which i think makes it a really magical day <laughs> yeah i think so so the opposite of yule is litha and that is the summer solstice and that falls around the 20th to the 22nd of june i think it's 20th to the 24th because we've had it later before actually yeah we yeah. did yes um so that yeah so of course that's the summer solstice so that's the opposite and yes. that is signifying the light starting to dwindle dwindle <laughs> dwindle i love the word dwindle i think i said that last episode yes you did <laughs> i'm bringing it back bringing so, back dwindle dwindle so the typical celebrations and activities of yule and i'm just going to start off with this is that christmas trees are pagan yep christmas trees are pagan the idea of what father christmas looks like is pagan because father christmas was odin and the colors that he dressed in are typically pagan yep um and well actually he dressed in green yes and then coca-cola decided they wanted yeah. to use father christmas as a marketing tactic and so they made it red yes that that's fun fact lols. but his um. <laughs> his typical sort of his typical look i mean is yes 
is pagan. Um, a lot of the activities we do are pagan. Having a Yule log, yes, Yule is log. Pagan. You will probably know of that. And yes, it's Yule. Yule log can come in both the form of a modern day cake, but it can also come uh, in the form of the traditional actual log. Yes. Yeah, so the um, the log, the cake log itself, is representing the actual log, the physical log. And what that was is that was it twenty one days. I think so. Is that right? Yeah, throughout um, December is a Yule log was brought inside and lit in the fire every day. There was a new one when the other one was burning out and it was always lit from the log before. Yes. And I don't know what it symbolised. Do you know what it symbolised? Well, it's it's often, this is the heart of the family and it protects any bad spirits coming through the chimney. Nice. Because basically... any sabbat the veil between the spirit world and the physical world is at its thinnest obviously sarwan is the one where it's really thin but it's also meant to be thin at yule time so you put this log as a form of protection in your fireplace to keep any bad spirits coming out and if it fizzles out or you move it it's meant to be that's that not good you your your protections have gone which is a oh bit dear. traditionalist so you don't need to worry about that too much also with the yule log it's meant to be either gifted to you or from your own trees <laughs> which is quite hard trees. to do so you can definitely buy it it's not a not, <laughs> a not a thing but um we did use a yule log last year from our trees that we have in our garden so that's fun did you yes that's awesome um, and we didn't do it the full 21 days we had it like a few days before christmas and then a few days after and you can douse it in alcohol is a big thing that people do um like cider and mulled wine you're meant to douse it in and then also decorate it with herbs associated with the sabbat on the subject of cider and mulled wine there is a traditional drink that goes with yule and it's called wassail you might have heard the christmas carol about wassailing (laughs) i'm not sure um but it is pretty much hot cider mold cider with a specific blend of herbs and it's pretty nice i've never actually tried it myself but i've seen it no i'm surprised well i haven't made it and they don't really sell it anywhere but i have seen the recipe and i'll probably make it this year because it's a really fun recipe i wouldn't know because i don't drink but if you do drink that could be a fun thing that you do um another i guess on the same alcoholic note is mulled wine is another big thing isn't it that is also kind of (laughs) pagany lol (laughs) um and then other things other activities that you could do um include christmas trees obviously of course which uh what they were originally brought in was it to bring the outside in yes, on the was. winter months? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Because obviously you spend so much time inside during winter because it's too cold and horrible weather outside to go outside a lot of the time. And especially in the olden days where we didn't have like as good technology to keep us warm outside, you'd mainly have to stay inside. So by bringing the tree inside, it brings in more nature. We love Christmas trees. Yule trees. Yule trees. Woohoo! Just, <laughs> just festive trees. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of like to combine my Yule celebrations with Christmas because they yes. are similar. They are very similar. You could just have like a five-day celebration. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I mean, Yule does actually span across quite a few days. If you, It has a set day, like for this year, it's the 21st, when it is actually the winter solstice. But the holiday of Yule can span across seven days. And that's how it's sometimes 
sometimes traditionally been practiced and I'm pretty sure I had a document somewhere where it had a signifier for each of these seven days you choose to practice on and it like develops throughout the days if that makes sense that's so really interesting I didn't know that that's like an old timey pagan thing obviously the winter solstice itself will only be on one day because there can only be one shortest day but if you want to celebrate Yule a bit more loosely or a bit more traditionally you can do it over a series of days and do slightly different Yule activities on all of those days nice that's really interesting yes Thank you. fun <laughs> so correspondences yes um so some colors associated with yule dark green yes red yeah. brown just similar to christmas yes um also white and gray of frosts and snow mm, is another one um, brilliant probably black for the darkness yes. gold and silver as yep. well is another thing great but yeah all the kind of colours that you'd put on Christmas things. <laughs> Again, Yule is kind of like Sarwin in the way that it is Sarwin. You can sort of apply to Halloween. Halloweeny things. Yule, you can p- apply Christmassy things. Just as long as you are conscious of why you are celebrating it and and the pagan meaning of it, and that you are conscious of that rather than just celebrating it for what you originally knew it as. If you want to start consciously incorporating it, yes, if that makes sense. Um, a big thing i think for you is pine needles yes that's a good point and like fur yes fur and pine not fur is in like no no (laughs) (laughs) um that is a lovely yule scent yes and is very also to do with christmas trees or trees trees in general well it's to do with evergreen trees isn't it because that's a big Ah, part big part of yule is because a lot of the trees have died out and then we only have our evergreens left which are really important to a lot of the symbolism of the event in terms of spoods spoods <laughs> i meant to say foods but it came spoods. out as spoods. <laughs> i think it was because i was going to say spicy things uh, herbs uh you know cinnamon cloves nutmeg rosemary ginger, rosemary oh yeah. yes i like it rosemary is very Christmassy in the sense that it's like you know you what what you put on your potatoes and mm. chicken and seasonal vegetables and that kind of thing seasonal vegetables you know what i tried the other day what that is so good rosemary fries <gasps> those have you had wait were they just rosemary or were they rosemary and thyme i'm pretty i don't know because i had them from a greek place oh that I had yeah. rosemary and thyme chips a couple of years ago at a festival, and they were honestly the best chips, chips I've ever eaten as in my in life. Fries. We don't mean chips as in crisps. <laughs> yes, for our American yeah. listeners, um, <laughs> we wow, they were incredible. They were yes, I agree. I'm very glad that you've discovered them because yes. I forget that they exist, and I don't know where to get them from ever. Um, Quite sad. Other foods again are like seasonal vegetables, and often having a big. Um, animal that you eat obviously this doesn't apply to vegetarians but it is a traditional pagan thing that you would do is that someone would go out and hunt and they would they would hunt the best and fattest looking animal that they was could it find usually a pig i think I it was think a it pig. was you yeah. know like you know the pig with an apple in yeah, its mouth yeah. it's very traditional i'm yes. pretty sure that um, was so obviously that doesn't apply if you're vegetarian but you could do a alternative if you wanted um some tofu some <laughs> a corn. ceremonial corn block yes <laughs> Um and decorations again Christmas, Christmas decorations we but don't just have try much more to say. try and make them look a bit more pagany because they can go more pagany just make them more natural put some wood on it or put something. some wood pine on cones. it yes pine cones, pine cones. <laughs> but that pretty much sums up our chats about you you 
The third Sabbat we're going to tell you about is Imbolc. Imbolc, also I-M-B-O-L-C. Yeah, a lot of these have really weird spellings, yeah, they so you do. might want to look them up. Mm. Um, Imbolc is also called Candlemas, yes. which is actually a slightly different festival, mm-hmm. I think. I think it's a, a religious festival, but it falls on the same day and it has a lot of the same meanings. Yep. So, Imbolc is always on February 2nd, and what it really does is symbolises the light coming back. Yes. So, it is kind of the beginning of spring. We were just talking about it earlier, whether or star is the beginning of spring or in bulk is the beginning of spring but you read so many places where it goes in bulk and then it says like spring begins or beginning of spring so i kind of see in bulk as the very very early stages of spring yes just like the tiny yeah. little sprouts coming back so or star the next one we'll talk about is like proper spring fully fledging itself and then in bulk is like just just the first little dots of it here or there is when you start to get like the snowdrops poke up and that kind of yeah. thing yeah Imbolc um, literally translates to in the belly, and in pagan uh, uh, history, that is talking about the god being in the belly of yes. the goddess, um, but that's a little bit complicated. Yes. As we talked about in our last episode, I think that was. Yes. When we, when, in our autumn episode, when we mentioned the autumn Sabbath, we talked a bit about Mabon symbolizing the goddess sort of dying in yes. a way. This is the god about to be reborn yes. and the goddess um, coming back to life. Yes. And this specific goddess, when we're talking about Imbolc, tends to be Brigid. Brigid, legend. I did a whole photo shoot um, dressed my friend up in Brigidy clothes. Did uh, you? Yeah, I will show Wait, you. Wait, was that... I think you've seen it. I think I have, yeah. Yeah, I'll show you. Um, so Brigid is often called Saint Brigid because she was made a saint um, in Christian terms. But Brigid is... She's what is she the goddess of? Uh, like, like fertility, poetry, That's it. baby animals, in bulk. She in bulk. is the goddess so of. So she is, she represents basically everything in bulk is about the first signs of spring, the yes. returning of the light, the little new babies, yep. um, new beginnings. In bulk is a lot about cleansing and getting rid of you know yes. you know spring cleaning. Yes. So this whole in the belly thing sort of represents the very the very beginnings of things. Like it's kind of like a, a festival of new beginnings and new starts where everything is just starting to poke up throughout the cold and, and starting to um it's not nothing's blooming yet, but it's starting to It's coming back. Yes, Life is, is here. Yeah, it is. And um I've always found Inbox strangely powerful. I don't know whether you have, but um winters where I live can be quite hard sometimes because we do flood really badly and it's really quite stressful um because it can cause a lot of property damage. So Inbox in our household is always quite jolly because it signifies the winter sort of ending and spring and summer beginning and we only ever flood in the winter because of the amount of rain you get in winter and because there's no heat to dry the rain out so pretty much from in bulk onwards you can almost be sure that you're not gonna flood Mm -hmm. (laughs) so in that practical sense it is um quite important uh but it can obviously apply to more than just my flooding scenario but it's also it's sort of quite hopeful in my opinion definitely Typical celebrations and activities associated with Imbolc is hugely to do with cleaning. Cleaning is one of my favourite Imbolc activities. I think just spring cleaning your house, getting rid of old things in your bedroom, 
um, maybe if you have plants and you're somebody who keeps plants, any plants that didn't survive the winter, yeah. letting go of them, saying thank you, putting them in the compost. I which can't is very say hard to I do. can't say I'm very good at this whole in bulk cleaning thing because I don't like cleaning. I hang on to my plants. I don't. <laughs> I like holding things. I'm not very good at letting go of stuff, but I do try my best. And you know, Sabbaths and these festivals are about making yourself recognise things. So as much as like last week we were talking about Mabon that's associated with like giving gratitude, I find giving gratitude quite easy for me and like this whole cleaning and letting go thing quite hard but for some of you guys it might be the opposite you can find cleaning and letting go quite easy but you know truly going within yourself and being thankful for things that could be harder so it's all about recognizing different parts of yourself 100 percent. that's a really really good summary and it's really about just trying your best on these sabbats Mm. any sort of main theme we have like cleaning or gratitude or something if that isn't something that comes really really naturally to you just having a little go at it is definitely enough yeah it is enough and i think as we put up a post a not too long ago um holly put up a post about how sometimes some days just don't work out so if it happens to be a sabbath and you're having a really crap day and you don't manage to do anything particularly sabbaty other than recognize and that it is the sabbath then that's okay you know it happens and no one is holding you to a standard of anything and if anyone is then that's dumb and they shouldn't definitely (laughs) but no one's holding you to a standard other than yourself and you you don't need to have that standard because you know the earth doesn't expect it of you you know there's always other days and sometimes they don't work out and that's okay so yeah a nature walk is also a brilliant idea on Imbal. go and have a little look and see if you can see the signs of spring look for the hope sprouting through all the wintry things that Mm -hmm. have been sleeping over the winter and look for the signs of life and i find that it is really encouraging to see them and to bring it back to yourself 100 percent. then we have making a bridget's cross so this is very very specific to in bulk and so a bridget's cross is the sign of saint saint bridget yes. or just bridget um and you probably want to have a look at one and look for a way to make it but it's kind of like a woven cross Cross, yeah yeah Yeah, it's a woven cross (laughs) a woven cross but it's like a specific looking one yeah (laughs) and it's really good to put on your altar to honor bridget and to really get yourself in the in bulk spirit yeah some things are quite hard to describe in podcast form um (laughs) without like having visuals like most things are fine but occasionally we stumble across something that you just like it's really hard to describe yeah (laughs) Uh, another thing that i think actually really needs to be mentioned is candles in bulk symbolizes the light returning. Candle mass is its other candle name, which, mass. like we said, is slightly different. But candle candles. Mass. <laughs> so lighting candles to bring the light to you, to bring it in, to help you recognize that the light is returning is brilliant, perfect in bulk activity. So important. So I does that sum up everything I you have to it, say about that's in bulk? Pretty good. Right. So last up for today's sabbats is Ostara. So this is one of the ones that changes its date slightly. I'm pretty sure it's March 19th to 23rd. I'm pretty yes, sure. That, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it is the spring equinox. So that's why it changes dates. It is when the day and night are in exact equilibrium. So there is 12 hours of daylight and 12 hours of nighttime. So this festival is really a lot about balance. Um, but it has been appropriated. So you might know Ostara to this day as its Easter association. So Easter is to do with 
Christ and I can't remember the exact thing. But doesn't, he, doesn't he? There's like different days when he dies and then he pushes it's a the rock resu- and comes back. The resurrection back. of Christ. <laughs> yeah. Um. You didn't go to a C of E primary school, did you? I did for oh, like a year. Okay. Right. So. Fair enough. Um. So Easter and Astara are actually very similar, not in terms of their Meaning. origins and its but the Astara, traditions. Yes. Yeah. So the act- actual activities, symbolism, associations are very similar, except it. It's not to do with the resurrection yes. of Christ. No, it is to do with uh, like the balance of things and things that we'll explain more. But the traditions were appropriated into Easter, so it's very similar in lots of ways. Like it has a lot of focus on eggs and that sort of thing, yes. and baby birds, <laughs> so and rabbits. So the actual origins. Um, of Astara are very, very old. They are one mm-hmm. of the oldest. And because they're so old, they're a little bit fuzzy. Yes. So we know that it was a Celtic festival and yeah. we know that it the name Astara comes from the goddess... Eostra, I think I, I said. I think it's... I'm not sure how you pronounce it. But it's spelt Eostra. Yeah, it's like... pronounced E... Sorry, it's spelled E-O-S-T-R-E. Yes. Um, but yeah, so there are a bunch of different Ostara uh, correspondences, but it really is about full-blown springtime. So anything that you associate with, like, proper, full-on spring is probably what you can associate yep. with Ostara. Flowers, chicks, eggs, yep. lambs. Bunnies. Bunnies, greenness. Greenness, like, all the, all the little things flowers that you start to come up with specifically stuff like like daffodils snow snowdrops yeah. bluebells all of that sort of area but, but specifically daffodils are pretty da- oh, yeah daffodils are probably the biggest symbols for um ostara but really anything you associate along those lines can be right um in traditional pagan symbolism eggs are really important because they are super super protective Eggs are amazing. We have mentioned this before, but eggshells specifically. Eggshells are specifically amazing. If you try and crush up eggshells, um, like, incredible. One of the best forms of protection. Yes, 100%. And you can crush up eggshells and put them in your plants to protect your plants, protect yourself, and to the things in the actual eggshells themselves will give um like nutrients to the plants yeah which is super cool and the reason why eggshells are so protective is because they protect yes um you know fetuses into little baby animals that's a and they're pretty good at that that's a really important point with a lot of um like symbolism like why these things are associated with what they are is often because of literally practical things yeah like that like like, what they actually yeah like eggs are associated with being protection because they protect a chick and all sorts of things like that and fire is associated with being angry and passionate because that's how it looks and it can burn things down and things like that like all of these all of this symbolism we have and all of these connotations most of the time come from practical uses of these things if you're ever in doubt about what something means just think back to the basic basics of what it does and you're probably right you know a lot of things also do have other meanings that aren't specifically to do with their practicalities but their practicality will be heavily associated it'll be in there somewhere because that's that's how we develop these associations there wasn't just some ancient pagan lady who was like right (laughs) this is this and this is this and uh some god told me this therefore it is right yep it it wasn't like that most of them have natural practical reasons that was a bit of a side note but i think it was important to mention definitely so other things to do with ostara um activities could include 
but like I've said for quite a few of these nature walks nature walks are so important for yeah, a lot of the sabbaths definitely I feel. but the nature walks can change because every time you go on a nature walk for a different sabbath obviously you're in a slightly different season every time so you you can take away different things from that walk you go and look for more things you know if you go on a star walk you'll look for daffodils if you go on a salwan walk you could be looking for fungi like nice. it does change throughout the year and it's just about being conscious of what you're seeing and what you're taking on that nature walk so on these this these walks you want to be maybe picking some flowers yeah um you know not too much and only no. if you're allowed to from yes. that specific place don't take them from people's gardens no please don't <laughs> also fun <laughs> law fact you you should remember this shouldn't you from your your law a level but um wild flora and fauna and fungi you can take for free and it won't be stealing but if you try to sell any of that so say you pick some wild flowers and try to sell them on a store that would be theft Fact. theft of the earth she is correct according to common law yeah so. english law yes it's nice. strange but it's true <laughs> um, so yeah take that into account when yeah. doing your astara ritual don't, don't go try and selling sell it. your daffodils <laughs> um also baking is a very nice astara thing yes with the new ingredients that have popped up during the spring mm-hmm. uh go wave at some lambs i think maybe. you do get some herbs by then don't you yes yeah. yes herbs have popped up yeah. um we like herbs so use them really but i think that just about sums up all star i think so that's all today for us talking about the specific sabbaths we hope it made some sense it was a tiny bit chaotic not but I chaotic think, <laughs> well it wasn't super structured True. but i think we will have given you a pretty good yes overview and feel of the sabbaths we didn't want to make it like too structured because we wanted to genuinely talk about them so we could have like a genuine honest conversation about the sabbaths with you guys so that you'd get like a really decent feel for them yeah and I think we did that pretty well. I think we did do yeah. that well. <laughs> so before we go, I just wanted to recommend a few books on the Sabbaths. So if these have interest to you, you may want to go into a bit more detail. And of course, you can do online research and things like that. But books are always great. So for just uh, some single books, Llewellyn's Sabbath Almanac is very, very good and very popular. Yeah. So in the nature of almanacs, there is a new one every year. Yeah. So um, per the coming year, there will be different meanings and different specifics for each Sabbath, but it will tell you every year about them and it will just guide you through the whole way, which is great. If you want to go a bit more in depth, there is Llewellyn's Sabbath Essentials, which is eight books. Each one is about a specific Sabbath. Um, They're probably about an inch thick and they go into a lot of detail, correspondences, things to do, recipes, things like that. Also very, very highly recommend. Then for the more kitchen witchy, um, uh, foodie, cookie people. In relation to Sabbaths. Yes. The Kitchen Witch is a year-round... A book of recipes so there's like a whole section for each sabbath and if you like celebrating by cooking then that is a really good one then any um 
book with wheel of the year in the title will refer is, to the yeah is going to talk about the sabbath and if you find one with a good review that's probably pretty yeah. foolproof then then i added anything by scott cunningham because he's great and I we really like love scott his cunningham a lot and he does talk about sabbaths i'm pretty sure in some things so yeah so yeah there's some book racks for you if you want to go a little bit further into this and then before we finish off completely i wanted to do a tarot card because i don't feel like i've done a tarot card in the end of the we- episode <laughs> for a little while <laughs> we did always say we were gonna do a, t- a tarot card or a question and we yes. haven't been very consistent no but we're trying our best <laughs> we are um so today i pulled the world which is a really lovely lovely card it's the 21st and final card in the major arcana and it is associated with um endings of a project or a cycle in your life and beginnings of a new one it's also uh, a lot symbolized by like a rounded experience so things being bad at points and being difficult at points but ultimately having a very successful outcome so it's about finishing off things and starting things in new which i think connects a lot with this time of year this autumn that we talked about in last last week's episode um about you know finishing off uh things in the summer and then welcoming things in with the winter so i think that really fits with that and it's it's just just like a really like trust in the world and trust in the universe Mm -hmm. kind of card you know things will be up and down but ultimately you will have a successful outcome and you need to trust in your own actions and trust in the actions of the universe also in terms of the sablet sabbats you've got the cyclical nature yes and the birth and death cycles that really fits the wheel of the year goes through yes because the world is a really like without knowing a better word an even card in the sense that it it's rounded and even and it has you know a lot a lot of different variety to it and and it's showing like a a completion and a sum up of things so i think that really aligns with what we were talking about with sabbaths today so yeah that sums that up um so i hope you enjoyed today's episode i hope you had a good time um hope you stick around for the next episode yeah if you liked this one we will be making a second sabbath episode we will indeed not quite sure when yet no i'm not don't think it will be next week who knows when it will happen it will come at some point yes and for now, we've done the most relevant Sabbaths yes, for Northern Hemisphere. Yes, right now, yeah. So hopefully that lasts us for a while. Stay tuned for another in the future, and we will see you next time. Thanks we for love coming you. along for Thank the ride. Thank you so much for listening. Drink water, eat good food, look after yourself. We hope you're having a good day. We love you. Bye. Bye. And I have no doubt In the morning the flowers will